This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. Madison jump-started St. Patty's Day with a downtown parade this past Sunday. I personally enjoyed a non-alcoholic Guinness in honor of my wee Irish roots. Speaking of Guinness, did you know the Guinness Book of World Records was started as a way to settle a bar bet? Well, we have a double Guinness World Record holder right here in our midst. When she's not serving on the Fitchburg City Council, Gabriella Gerhardt is a master four-leaf clover finder. She may well have the largest four-leaf clover collection in the world. We asked her the secret to finding these lucky charms. It's Tuesday, March 14th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Gabriella, hello. <laughs> hello. So excited to see you this morning. It's so nice to join you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So how did you get into this? I first spotted a four-leaf clover with my senior year of college when I was walking back from class. I went to Tulane University in New Orleans. And Sorry. <laughs> I did not go. I'm just a huge New Orleans fan. Oh, good. Yes. New Orleans is a beautiful place. So yeah, I just spotted it walking back from class and I was like, oh, that's that's fun. I took a blurry photo of it. So, you know, flip phone photo that I still have. Uh, and I don't even know if I kept that one. And I did it a few more times. And uh, and then I saw the little clover field next to my friend's house. And so I went out there one day just to intentionally look for clovers. And I found a five leaf and a six leaf. And I kind of got addicted. And then when I moved to Wisconsin, uh, about a, a year later, I found my first couple seven leaf clovers. And... I just love the magic. I think the magic of finding some of the really wild mutations is what kept me going at first. And then in 2013, I kind of went through a hard time and I really enjoyed the clover walks, the super relaxing and kind of got me back to feeling good. It became a meditation for me. And in order to spot the clovers, you have to clear your mind. So it's, it's a real beautiful feeling and sort of snowballed. Uh, and then I hit my peak year in 2020, which was 31,000 in oh one year. Gosh. So <laughs> 31,000 in one year. That is amazing. I also love that you you first said that it was kind of a meandering path because I would think, you know, spending time meandering and finding things. And you also mentioned something right off the bat that they're a mutation. Yes, they're a mutation of a very common plant called white clover, Trifolium repens. It's very common in grass mixes and in parks. So you'll see the little white flowers in the spring. Right. And you can like eat, they're like sweet. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the bees love them. Uh, so very common. They also fix nitrogen in the soil, which is what grass depletes. So they kind of are a perfect complement to grass. I like to tell people that so that they don't kill their clover with weed killer, <laughs> which breaks oh, my sh- heart. And yeah, they're, they're beautiful. And uh, people are starting to plant their lawns with clover. 
it's a thing that's happening now to make a more sustainable grass. And so that also, that makes my, my heart very happy. <laughs> yeah. And well, you, so you said that you got addicted, so you're hooked and you have earned Guinness world records. How, how does that happen? How does one earn a Guinness world record? Yeah, it is a process and it is not always the most pleasant process. First in 2013 is I started finding hundreds per year. And so I looked up what the world record was for the largest collection of four leaf clovers because I was just curious. I was like, oh, it couldn't be more than a couple thousand. And then I saw it was 111,060, which I thought was absolutely outrageous. I just had no idea. I think I responded exactly like people respond now. <laughs> how you're feeling about, about this collection <laughs> is how I felt back in 2013. It's like, I how did it this was, happen? Yeah, I was like, this is impossible. So I was like, oh, I'll just work on that for, you know, a couple decades and I'll eventually hit it over time. But I looked on their website. You, you can sign into their website. And you can search and it has all the records that they have. So the most four leaf clovers collected in eight hours and the most four leaf clovers collected in one hour had not been set. And so I said, oh, OK, well, I can do that. So I first attempted one of them in 2018. I did the most four leaf clovers collected in eight hours and I had to spend months leading or months in the previous year and months in the leading up to it scouting out the patches that I could you know hit in sequence and and get the most clovers possible and so I did 887 that day 887 in one day in eight hours yes in eight hours and I broke my stretch goal of 800 and then over the next couple years I got way better and I uh at the end of 2019 I did the one hour record and I collected 451 in one hour, which is actually more than half of the eight hour record. That's insane. It skyrocketed in terms of- Can I follow, I just kind of, I just want to follow you around. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, you're local. So if you want to come this, come May, June, please feel free. I'm happy to take you out in a clover hunt. Um, Thrilled and yeah, like, cause you did these here locally in the Madison area, right? Oh yeah. So uh, when I lived in Madison, most of my clovers came from Madison and then I moved to Fitchburg in 2015. Fitchburgians are quite proud of of their city. <laughs> I mean, I'm proud of you. My goodness gracious. Like I've found one or two in my life and I'm still glowing from it. I'm like still like the magic is with me. Uh- <laughs> it really is magic, right? I mean, it, it never it never gets old. I adore it. And now I get that more when I find the really wild mutations. I found up to a 10 leaf clover. Stop. I found two 10 leaf clovers. Stop. 10. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I found all the way. So the mutations go, you can actually get less than four leaves. So you have uh, less than three leaves. So there's two and one. I actually love one leaf clovers a lot, even though they, they aren't as oppressive. But uh, and then they go up and I actually keep really detailed statistics. So I know exactly how many clovers I collected, four, five, six, seven plus on each day I go out and I actually take track patches. I take notes on the individual patches and how many clovers it's producing at what time of year. And so I know exactly how many I've collected. And what's interesting is that there's something specific about the mutations in the plant because each leaf count you go up, it's one order of magnitude more rare. So that means that out of all the clovers that I find, 10% are five leaf, 1% are six leaf, 0.1% are seven leaf, and kind of 0.01% are uh, are more than seven leaf. So it's really consistent. You'll see if on a logarithmograph, it's a straight line. And it's really fascinating. I I love that data aspect. That's probably what's kept me going high quantities because you get that interesting data. And also 
statistically, if you You're collect a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you collect a lot, you'll find a seven leaf, eight leaf. You'll find them eventually, uh, statistically speaking. Oh, my gosh. And you found those in Fitchburg. Yes. The 10, the ten leaf. And you found seven leaf and six leaf. I have a, a note here that I think the most leaves ever clocked on a clover stem is 56 in Japan. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I love that. I read a little bit about him. He he cultivated clovers for a year. He had some sort of uh, some sort of expertise in in plants, and he cultivated clovers in in, in his backyard. And he crossbred them until he got the wild clovers, which all powered. I I think that's amazing. I I actually people are like, oh, that's that's a little like cheating. I think that would be a cheat. People say it's cheating, <laughs> but I actually kind of respect it because it's so much work. And it's it's like a piece of natural artwork to find something. The 10-leaf yeah. clover is just, it's so beautiful and it's so rare. And that type of, it does feel like a piece of rare artwork or something. So I just like can't help but picture, I'm just like picturing Zelda. Like I'm picturing you like going along, <laughs> like like finding the patches. I wanted to ask, so you, you're soon going to hold the world record for the largest collection of four leaf clovers at 118,000, uh, which several teams of independent witnesses just confirmed for you at the Fitchburg Library. So back of the envelope math here, to do that, you would need to collect... 25 four-leaf clovers per day every single day for 13 years straight so (laughs) how many four-leaf clovers have you found during this interview (laughs) i wish we got all that snow i've actually collected two this year when it's gotten warm but yeah the the per day is the crazy thing so in may and june that's the peak that's when you get the good rain the clovers are lush Usually in the, for the last few years, I average 400 to 500 per day when I'm out collecting. So it's at that scale. And I go out almost every single day. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. I mean, how are you doing it? What's the secret? Like, do you, do you have certain strategies or techniques? I heard a little bit, you know, you're finding patches, have a memory scale or memory escape. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's interesting because a lot of people have the clover hobby. A lot of people have an eye for it. And there's people, I find them all on Instagram. They're all over the world. They collect clovers. So a lot of people do this and they enjoy it. But the reason I think why I've gotten so high numbers is because I've become very systematic about it. And that was because I did that first record and I had to travel. I had to get as many clovers as I could in a short period of time. So I had to scout for the clover patches all over the area. Because you, you can only get so many in a patch... So I guess I will say that patches of clover is one plant. That's a thing that people don't always know. So a white clover plant, if you see a patch, a little circle in the grass, that's one plant. And so if you if that plant has a mutation, it you can well, so you can find one off four-leaf clover. So just see one four-leaf clover in a plant. That happens. But what I'm looking for is the mutated patches where the four-leaf clover is actually in the genetic code. And so 
you'll get dozens, sometimes hundreds, up to hundreds of four-leaf clovers in one patch. The most I've ever found is I have one patch that's about, probably the size of about two hula hoops. It's a big one. And I found over a thousand in that one patch. On How was that day for you? It was a, it was a good one. And then my, <laughs> it was a good day. And then my back and my knees were really feeling it. <laughs> I got home because I'm now in my mid thirties and it's not the same as when I was the in my squats 20s. are a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. So you find those mutated patches and then you revisit them. So you'll hear this from clover hunters elsewhere. They find their mutated patch, but most people kind of stick to what they know. They'll go back to their patches that they know, but I spend probably, you know, quarter of my time going to new places constantly and scouting out new patches, which is, can be frustrating and can be kind of, kind of boring at times. But then I kind of build up this Rolodex. So now I have, oh gosh, I have over a hundred locations in the area that were hotspots at one point. Some of them no longer produce clovers. Although I do go back sometimes and check. Can you give us just one, just like one little gift? Yeah. So that you don't feel bad (laughs) sharing. One place that used to be really good was James Madison Park. Go on, go on. I want to know more. Cause I'm like, I had a feeling cause I've looked for them there. I will give one. I feel like I almost don't want to say this. So uh, there's one place in particular I, I haven't found. I haven't been there in a while, but it it's right by that boathouse. Oh, yeah. At James Madison. That's there. Yeah, at James Madison Park. And I found that was the place I found my first two seven leaf clovers ever. And then years later, I found a nine leaf clover. My first nine leaf clover was in the, was in that area, too. That being said, I haven't been there in years and it had faded a little bit, but Patches can come back. So I, you know, that's that's a decent place to go. I feel like if you're not like a collector collector, like people are probably, I don't know, maybe it's just me would just be looking for a four. Yes. So leave Gabriella all the other ones. <laughs> if <you've- laughs> no, I, I tell people, it's every, every once in a while I'll get people that say, oh my gosh, you're killing all these plants in a really dramatic way. And it's like, well, these plants get mowed every week or two. You know, like they're going to die yeah. in a couple of weeks. So if you find one, do not leave it. You should take it. <laughs> okay. Full force, y'all. Yeah, don't, don't leave it behind. James Madison. <laughs> But yeah, I guess I, that was a that I went all over the place. But I guess the the reason I've gotten good at it is in part because I I visit a lot of places and I spend a lot of time and I'll go back to these places consistently over the year. I'll find new places and I've gotten better at it. The key way you get better at it is actually you have to be in kind of a meditative state in order to see the clovers. So most people, when they're looking for a four leaf clover, what makes it so challenging is that a patch of clovers can have a small patch of clovers might be 20,000, 25,000 individual. Wow. I know that sounds crazy, but that's actually true. Like there's so many in a little. Right, because they're small. Exactly. And- so what people do is they'll look at each individual clover and that's impossible. That's that's That would be really lucky. That was how I did yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. And so what you want to do is I actually recommend that people stand up. So you have to, first you have to find a place that has white clover. And so a lot of parks around here will have it. You see those little white flowers. So find a place that has white clover. If you can find a place where the clovers are a little bigger, if they're small and they're in the grass, you're really making it really hard on yourself. So try to find a different place. Uh, And if you can find places where the patches are distinct, that's not always possible. But if you find like individual patches, that's even better. You find some places to go. A lot of clover is better. And you stand up and you want to let your eyes sort of lazily scan over the area and you walk around, you move. 
because you're trying to find the easiest to find clover. You're not trying to find the the one that's in this one spot. You're just trying to find the easiest one to find in the area. So keep moving, let your eyes scan. And if you can truly sort of clear your mind and let your eyes just see the whole picture, our brains are naturally good at picking up patterns. So it'll pop out at you. And that's what makes it feel magical, right? It's like this: your brain just suddenly makes this connection and it pops out at you. And that's what part of what makes it so fun. So uh, anyone can do it. The getting into that state of mind, just the reason why people, med- my meditation takes people years and years to master. I feel like over time I've gotten to the, where I can get to this clover hunting mindset, this meditation mindset immediately. And I love that feeling. And I go out and I find, so I can spot them really easily. I can spot ones that, that most people wouldn't see, even though most people can, everyone can find a four-leaf clover. I 100%, I promise you, everyone can find one. If you haven't found one yet, you just haven't found the right spot to try it. You can do it. But the hard part is to let your eyes scan. So if you're, you know, distract yourself with music or the podcast, things like that will, will help kind of keep you from looking at each individual clover. I am trying not to lose my mind because I'm geeking out so hard. (laughs) I have one other pro tip. This is important. So if you find those individual patches where you can see the edges, scan the edges of the patch first before you look in the center. And there's two reasons for that. One is it's easier to see the contrast between the grass and the clovers or sometimes the dirt and the clovers. And also mutations tend to cluster on the edges of the patch. So if you see an individual patch, that's the best case scenario. Scan the edges first before you look in, but look in the center too. Are you always on the prowl when you're walking? Like are your peripherals just like? I literally, I sometimes I try, if I'm out in like a walk with my husband, I'm trying not to almost. I'm like, don't look. Don't do because it. I, don't do it that. is such, my brain is so keyed in that I will spot them even when I'm not trying. And when I'm moving quite fast, I, I try to find places to, to take walks that are away from Clover, which is actually not that easy to do. But my my husband knows that if we're out in a park, it's inevitable. Are there any other like great spots just like you'd throw out like general areas for folks or where they should be looking? I think parks are the best place for it. And not all parks have a lot of Clover. Some if it's like a you know baseball field, they'll kill the weeds. But most parks in the area have grass, have, have it mixed in with the grass. So wait for that time when it's a little overgrown, when it's right before they might mow it. And again, look for places where the clover are kind of big. There's so much variability. I've had clovers that could fit on my, that sit on my pinky finger. And I've had clovers that are probably more than the size of my palm. Oh my so goodness. The variability is absolutely wild. You want to look for those slightly bigger clovers and not the teensy tiny ones because give yourself a better chance to to spot them. Yeah. And I mean, because you showed showed the the image of the clovers that you have. And I was like, oh, those are some big old clovers. Like you've got some little stingrays in there compared to what I think are kind of the little mini guys. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the for the record, the pages of clovers that I laminate, they can they actually go from about 20 per page for the big ones up to, I think the highest one I have on one page is 282 on one laminated sheet because they're super teeny tiny ones. So I love that, it. Yeah, the group that got that one was not very happy with me. <laughs> they had to count that one. They were like, hey, it's like, oh, you guys got the the, the, the peak one. I'm sorry. There won't be any Sorry, more. not sorry. <laughs> well, I've got to ask, do you think four-leaf clovers are lucky? 
or are you lucky? I don't think they're lucky. I kind of, I see them more affiliated with hard work or with kind of a strange curiosity of nature. I do joke with my husband sometimes when when something really nice, when something good happens, we go on an amazing vacation or, you know, something lovely happens in our lives. I was like, oh, the clover luck went to that. Oh, we found it. But I don't get to choose. I don't get to choose where it goes. It just applies to whatever part of my life. And I live a very good life and I'm able to, you know, go on vacations and spend time on my hobbies. And, you know, I serve on the city council here in Pittsburgh, which I love. And I just feel like I'm a very fortunate person. So I feel lucky. Gabriella, this has been a total delight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. That's Gabriella Gearhart, Guinness World Record holder and Fitchburg Alder. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Stalactites and stalagmites, baby. A UW-Madison study just revealed a major discovery in climate science. Scientists looked for clues in the limestone at Cave of the Mounds, just a half hour west of Madison. This cave has rocks hundreds of millions of years old, and it's basically a time capsule. They cut open these rock pieces to see their geologic layers, which shows years of time, like rings on a tree. They revealed that Wisconsin experienced a dramatic temperature shift tens of thousands of years ago one that paralleled other climate events around the world. Thank you, as always, to our scientists for looking out, looking back, and looking ahead. (laughs) And speaking of discoveries, it would appear that Madisonian Riette Thorns has been discovered by ABC's American Idol panel, and she has advanced to the next round. She's headed to Hollywood. Congrats, Riette. CityCast Madison is rooting for you. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a devoted collector about us? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, don't give up on your dreams or a bet. We're calling her lucky. Ah, ah, ah.